1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 74 of The Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers, and today we're going to be talking about getting ready for baby, the fun edition. (laughs) The fun stuff. The fun stuff, because we did an episode once before where we talked about symptoms and, you know... Childbirth. Childbirth and postpartum and all, you know, all that. It's still, I guess, fun stuff technically, but... Yeah. Today we're talking about the fluffy things like how to name your baby or how we named our babies and that kind of, you know, nursery decor, all that fun stuff. So um, before that, though, we have a great sponsor who is going to be with us all
0: month. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor.
1: Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code momhour at checkout to receive ten percent off site wide. That's Place dot com code
0: momhour. All right, baby stuff. This Babies is kind of fun because neither of us
1: are doing this anymore. Neither of <laughs> us have a bun cooking in the oven currently, no, or any plans, <laughs> or any plans bun. to do to do that ever again. Um, <laughs> but it is fun to reminisce about that. And I do remember actually thinking like. There's so much specialness around being pregnant and Mm -hmm. you're like, there's all this new stuff thrown at you. And I don't literally mean stuff, although that as well. Right. But like decisions to make and, you know, things to pick out. Yep. And decide. So, yeah. So where, where
0: should we start? Well, let's start with um, kind of chronologically the beginning, which is telling people that you are expecting. And that could yeah. be telling, telling your partner or spouse, which is usually the first person if you've like taken a home pregnancy test, and then kind of when and how to tell everybody else. Um, I mean, we should just come out and say that, like, giant Facebook and social media pregnancy announcements that were elaborate and videotaped were not a thing. They were not a thing. So we're going to be a little old school and analog here and just talk about how we actually told our friends and family. Um, But there are some pretty cute things going on nowadays with you know, revealing a pregnancy, it's just not our experience. So, yeah. So, Um, so did you have with five, (laughs) five pregnancies, did you, did you ever develop like a style with this or was it different? different? I'm trying to think. Okay. So the funny
1: thing is like for the first, I I think all of them, except for Owen, um, John actually saw the stick first. Oh, (laughs) Because like, I couldn't bring you, myself to look. Okay. I,
0: was, I didn't know if that was accidental or on purpose. So you no, just- like I was just sitting like, I can't look, I
1: can't look. And a couple times that was because uh, it was under, you know, in inopportune circumstances. And the other times it was just like, I just couldn't bring myself to look. With Owen, he was out of town. And it was okay. one of those where I really didn't occur to him that I could be pregnant. And then suddenly I was like, wait, I, and then I kind of did the mental math and I was like, what? And he was actually coming home a couple days later, but I just couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't wait. So I think I actually was just on the phone with him during that, during that one. Um, but yeah. So, and then telling other people, I've a real hard time sitting on news like that. Um, I do think with Jacob, we probably waited the longest just because we really didn't want to tell anybody. Um, except for our friends, we told them right away. Like I remember we went out to Denny's. I remember I was drinking like a chocolate or a Strawberry milkshake. We took our friends out to Denny's and told them the news. <laughs> and uh, and then, like, everybody else, I think it was just kind of – I also showed really early with everybody after the first baby. Yeah. Like, I feel like I was showing immediately. Um, so I didn't always feel like I had much time to work with and wait around. So it was pretty right. early. I didn't wait till after 12 weeks, like, as a rule. I know a lot of people do that. Right. I think with right. me it was earlier. But I can't really remember. How about you?
0: Well, you know, the first time I – we waited to tell I was working full time. So I wanted to wait to tell work. Before. Yeah, yeah, we, um, we found out over Labor Day weekend, we were house sitting for my parents. So we were staying in my parents house with their dogs and our dog, but they weren't there. So I remember it being really fun to wait. Just we had about three days, just the two of us. Um, and it was not even none of our friends were in town just to kind of sit on the news. And it was our first baby. And then my parents came back from their trip and we got to tell them, and it had just been, it had just been able to sink in for two or three days, which I remember feeling was kind of special because just the two of us.
1: Knew. Oh, yeah, and then we did nice. tell my
0: parents right away and we told family right away, but everyone outside immediate family. Um, I feel like I would kept it pretty close that first time. And then what's funny is the second time, I'd like told everybody right away. And I also took the pregnancy test like as early as you can physically take it the second yeah. time. The first time I didn't do that because I didn't want it, I, I wanted a really clear answer and I didn't want yeah. it to be, well, you might be, Maybe, but it might yeah. be too early to show up. So I purposely waited, you know, probably a week past when I could have started taking home pregnancy tests. The second time I was taking them like obsessively every day. So, um, the second time I feel like we told everyone, right away. And the third time it was somewhere in the middle. Um, I feel like with the third, I I had, you know, had some close friends go through miscarriage, pregnancy loss early on. And I was just a little more wizened, And I kind of like adjusted back to like, okay, well, let's tell our inner circle and wait to make it public knowledge. So I don't know, it was a little bit different all three times. And, you know, I think I've heard a lot of people say, and this is true for me, that the people who would have been really supportive had there been an early pregnancy issue or miscarriage are the ones I would have wanted to, those are the ones I would have told early anyway. So it's kind of, you know, it's not, but, um, depending on your work situation, you know, there's lots of, there's lots of reasons to wait. I just was kind of, I was different with all three.
1: Yeah, I was, I was different. And, um, a lot of it was circumstantial, like you said, and like who was in my immediate circle and who needed to know right away. I will say, I think things have changed a little bit in that, Um, you know, these days you can have your, your thunder stolen for you. If you try to like, you know, kind of like tease out the news a little bit at a time. Yes. It's very easy. Not even, I mean, it could be your nosy aunt or whatever, but could also just be like someone accidentally making a comment, assuming other people know stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think now there's more pressure to like do it in these waves where like everybody who would be in one tier, finds out all at once. And it's funny, Clara was the only pregnancy I had where Facebook was even a thing.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. Facebook
1: was there, but really the only, I would say on my Facebook was almost, this was 2008 when I was pregnant with her and then she was born in 2009. So she, um, so my, my, um, Facebook was still mostly social media people. Mm -hmm. I don't really think I had a lot of friends on Facebook yet, like real, you know, relatives and, um, I don't remember that. If that was the case, I don't remember them being active on there. Because what? When did Facebook get big? Like two thousand? Yeah, I mean seven, eight.
0: Yeah, but and it's funny because you were already in the blogging and social media world then. I wasn't. So when I first joined Facebook, I think I was pregnant. Actually, when I was pregnant for the first time in two thousand seven when I joined Facebook, but I didn't have blogger friends like you did. I only had real life friends. Yeah, And I remember feeling really weirded out by all the people from my past. So I actually like in the beginning declined Lots connections of, with people yeah. that I had truly lost touch with because I just, it felt very weird. Now, again, this is almost 10 years ago. It was just right. different. Yeah. So I friended people I knew in real life or people that I was still a little bit in touch with, but I remember not wanting people who I literally hadn't heard from in 10 years to be able to see I don't know I thought it was weird which is so funny because now it's so different it is so funny
1: well yeah it would actually be interesting to go back and look at my post from that time and see how many of the people weighing in about that stuff actually were yeah. like real life friends because I don't remember it being a ton but it could have been I was ever I was actually heavily into Twitter then uh-huh. so Twitter would have been the first place I would have gone and talked about it not Facebook just interesting. No, I have
0: another question about telling people. Did you ever um have pregnancies where you were a little anticipating that the reaction wouldn't be all sunshine and roses from different um, family? I mean all have- of them. Okay. <laughs> I mean you have a large family. Yeah, right? no, all for one reason or another.
1: I mean the first one's just because I was so young and the circumstances weren't great. And we were poor and everything else. And then the last was just because I had so many kids by that point. I really kind of anticipated people would be not super excited about that news and in some cases i was right i think most people close to me um hit it pretty well if that was their feeling you know maybe they're actually i think i might have anticipated more
0: yeah
1: negativity than actually was there which actually i think maybe um negatively colored that experience Mm -hmm. and i kind of wish i'd gone back and just been a little bit i I wish i'd given you know fewer cares (laughs) yeah um but but yeah for sure what about you?
0: No, I don't think so. I think um, maybe the third people kind of being like, wow, you're yeah. you're going to have your hands full. Just the silly comments. But, you know, we were pretty excited and, you know, people were excited for us. I don't remember. I don't know. Maybe um, I am thinking the when I had the second baby was when I definitely changed uh, my work life and how I, I had gone back to work part time um, like about a two thirds schedule after the first baby. And mm-hmm. I just remember knowing I didn't want that corporate environment. It was too stressful, the daycare and the getting sick and all I've talked about yeah. it on this show before. It was really stressful having a toddler and being pregnant and being in that work environment. So I think if anything, telling work people was a little tricky because I feel like we all knew that something was going to need to change, but right. I don't, I don't remember a lot of negativity. So, well, that's good. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So what about finding out the gender? I don't actually know what you did with this. I found out with everybody. You did? Okay. Uh Um, It's funny.
1: I always kind of assumed I'd have a girl first. Mm -hmm. And so when I found out Jacob was a boy, that was like a a blow. Like that was, I just didn't expect it. I really just thought it would be a girl. And so when he wasn't a girl, then I kind of just thought, well, the next one's going to be a girl. (laughs) And then I thought, well, certainly the third one's going to be a girl. And then, oh, and I was like, I mean, come on, the fourth <laughs> one's got to be a girl. And then the problem, and the other thing that was, that was really hard about that is that people around me would get me all, they'd yeah. like, be like, oh, this is going to be your girl. I can just feel it. Look at the way you're carrying. It's totally a girl. So like, I think people thought they were being supportive and fun yeah. and like getting me excited about having a girl, but really they were just psyching me out. Right. So when I was pregnant with Clara, I put all thoughts of girl like out of my head. Mm-hmm. I thought there's no way this, I am destined to be a mom of boys. And I was actually really excited about the idea of having five boys. I was like, what a yeah. cool thing to have five boys. Yeah. It's totally what's going to be for me. I'm just going to be surrounded by all these little men, blah, blah, blah. And then she was a girl. And that was the one we had all the kids in the, at the ultrasound. Um, And I'm just kind of sitting there watching and I'm looking at the parts, you know, thinking, yeah. well, that doesn't look right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I've now seen four boys on an ultrasound yeah. Yeah. and I kept thinking like, well, where's the stuff? Like where, when are yeah. they going to get to that? And it didn't happen. And then she kind of circled, I don't know if you've ever had that yep. happen. Okay. She kind of circled the area. She's like, do you see what I'm seeing? And I was like, I don't see anything. <laughs> <You're> like, yep. <laughs> and she was like, well, do you want to know? And I was like, yeah. So she said a girl and everyone was shocked and awed. Um, That was awesome. And that was a fun call to me. I mean, I made many. Yeah. Phone, many many phone calls, and I do remember actually putting that on Facebook because I took the ultrasound picture, and then I photoshopped a pink hat on it.
0: Oh, and then really put that cute. as my as See, my Facebook were, status. You were like ahead of the curve. You I were was doing gender reveal. I did like, a
1: gender reveal. Oh my gosh, way you're right. Before. before it was a thing. That's yeah. Really that funny. was really yeah. really fun, and people were so excited for me because you know, yes, it had been a long <laughs> a long wait, and of course now people assume I wait like I had five kids only to have a girl. And I'm like, you know, having five kids to have a girl is a good way to have five boys. So yeah. no, that was not yeah. my reasoning. Although, you know, I'm certainly, I'm super glad we have her. I'm also really glad I have all those boys. It's just, yeah, you feel what you feel at the time. You know? Now
0: I'm assuming that those ultrasounds were at that kind of 18 to 20. Yeah, they were those mark. The average normal ones. So I don't know how many pregnant people you know now, but it's becoming more and more common to have a blood test at the kind of you know 11, 12 week mark when when a lot of people are doing kind of um, genetic testing yeah. or chromosomal, you know. Um, what am I trying to say? Testing, um, that you can find out baby's gender with just a super simple blood test that you're doing anyway for some other screening. Screening is the word. That was not a thing for me. No, I think it just started to be a thing maybe when I was having Violet about four years ago. I think
1: the only way you could find out for sure in those days was an amnio. I'm pretty sure that was the only foolproof way to know. I mean, you know, the ultrasound was a guess.
0: Right. Um, yeah, so I, all of mine were revealed at 18 to 20 week ultrasounds too, but ultrasound technology was getting better and better and better. So what happened to me all three times is that at the, you know, I would have, they, they did an ultrasound somewhere between 10 and 12 weeks Mm -hmm. and like a first trimester screen. And, and in there, depending on if it was closer to the 12 week mark, they can often give you a good educated guess. And I know I'm not the only one who's gone through this, but they were actually, My ultrasound techs were always really good about saying, if we see anything and we give you our best guess, we're not, they always said, don't paint the nursery at this one. I've heard other people's horror stories where they, they acted pretty sure or either that or the, the mom kind of interpreted as sure. And then they turned out wrong because they were wrong with my first two at the 10 or 11 week place, but I didn't put that much stock in it. So I was kind of okay that they were, I I, I didn't commit to whatever they said.
1: Looking back, Um, I would prefer not to have known at all yeah. than for it to be wrong at that. that, that That's a very, it's a very vulnerable time yeah. anyway. And especially if you really are hoping for one gender or another, yeah. um, to be told that it is that, and then to have that not be the case 10 weeks later, I I just feel like that would be hard to take. Yeah.
0: And, and I, I think, think I, they oh, were ahead. so noncommittal. They were yeah. like, I'm just going to tell you what I'm leaning toward, but yeah, I agree. I, think I would have taken better. it to heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then yeah, then I found out for sure at the kind of eighteen to twenty week mark, yeah. and we did tell everybody the gender. But I've always been kind of fascinated with people who choose to be surprised. Do you have people in your life who yep. don't find out? Or... Um,
1: I've known a couple people who've who've chosen not to find out. Uh, you know, in retrospect, I think that actually kind of could have been kind of fun for one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wrote an essay about this a few years ago. I don't remember where it wound up. I think it's floating around we'll, someplace. I we'll should try find to it. uncover it. But about why. Like how I kind of came to terms with um, not having a girl. This I wrote it before I had my girl, oh. um, but also like how it's so weird to me that we make that like a thing. Women aren't allowed, like moms aren't allowed to have an mm-hmm. opinion about. You know, mm-hmm. like all you should care about is that the baby's healthy, and all you should care about is that you have this precious baby. And I, and my my thing is always like I just wanted to get any reaction out of the way ahead of time. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So
1: like, if I was going to feel disappointed, and usually, because at that point, the baby's just theoretical, you know, you haven't seen it, you don't know it. It's just this thing inside of you that you probably haven't even really started to feel that much yet. Right. And then you find out that maybe this idea that you had of what this baby was going to be is not it's not that baby, it's a different baby. And so for me, there was when it, you know, when I was hoping for a girl, and it was a boy, there was always this little moment of like, Oh, so this isn't you know what I thought. This isn't what yeah. I thought, and then I would give it a day and get really excited, and then I'd be yeah. really happy about the actual baby. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think this is so normal, and it really bothers me when women are made to feel bad about that. And I've seen a lot of like like comment shaming about that yeah. kind of thing. And I just, I mean, it's really none of anyone's business how anyone. It's kind of like being pregnant. You know, you can feel ambivalent about the fact that you're pregnant to begin with. It doesn't mean by the time you actually have the baby right. You won't be ready and love that specific baby. Yeah. And you wouldn't be able to imagine your life without that baby. But right. at that moment, it's like, Oh, well,
0: I don't yes. know.
1: That's not what I had planned. So <laughs> yeah,
0: no, yeah. I, think, I think that's so right on. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I think if I, I never... hadn't
1: cared one way or the other at all, like no stock either way, I would have totally not found out with at least one of them. But I always cared. <laughs>
0: we just had friends um, who had their fourth and their first three are the same ages as my kids. And then they had a fourth and they um, part of their little bargain in (laughs) negotiating whether to have a fourth is the husband had always wanted to be surprised and the wife did not, but that was part of part of the deal they struck. So they did not find out with the fourth one. And it was really fun. They're very close friends. And so I've always thought it was fun when other people don't find out. It just wasn't, wasn't your thing. Wasn't my deal.
1: Was was that something now, did there, were there other three the same gender or different genders?
0: Um, they had at least one of each. So they had yeah. two, they had girl, boy, girl, just like we do. And then yeah. they were pregnant with the fourth and she was sure it was going to be another boy kind of to even the pack, but it was a girl. So they, never, yeah. And
1: I, I, so. I think once you've had one of each that changes things a little bit, you know, it exactly. would be less fraught for me. Yeah. Had there and been a girl I, in I there did somewhere. have
0: one of each for the first two and I always kind of felt for my friends who got all the questions like you did about, Oh, are you hoping for, are you trying for this? Are you hoping for this? What if it's this, you know, it just, it's, it's, it all comes in, you know, with good intentions, but when that's all you hear, it just gets kind of old. Kind of gets old. Yeah. Yeah. I hear. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to naming? So I have to say, we have to jump in. Somebody requested that we do an episode on choosing names for our babies and how we chose our kids' names. Yeah. Um, But now I can't find it for the life of me. I searched our, you know, last week we did an episode of listener questions. And so this was a listener question from someone that if you're out there and it was you, thank you. It's a great question. We love (laughs) talking about baby names, but I don't know who you are. So um, I love talking about choosing baby names. In fact, I would like to just be like, a helper. If anyone wants help naming your baby, I promise to be impartial and just, just, I just like talking about it. I just like bouncing ideas off. You know, I think I can appreciate all different kinds of baby names. I just think it's a fun topic. So yeah. How did you guys go about it? Um, well, I,
1: let me think about this for a minute with the first, so with the boys, it was easier and harder because there were fewer boy names that I really felt really attached to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very, when it comes to boy names, I'm really picky. I like them to be really classic and very mm-hmm. basic. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like unusual spellings and boys names. I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. have this thing about boy names. And so we, John and I growing up had had, there was this family that we knew and their, um, their names were Jacob and Isaac. And we always mm-hmm. just liked those, those names together so Jacob mm-hmm. was on my short list already, um, and so was a few few other names. A few like Daniel, I think, was one. Caleb was very biblical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I don't even remember how we wound up with Jacob. He came out. We thought we'd call him Jake. We really thought that would be his nickname. And I think we just that was our first one that we liked when we saw him. He looked like a Jacob. Mm-hmm. We named him Jake, but we always called him Jakey. And now mm-hmm. he goes by Jake with his friends, but I call. I've always called him Jacob. I've never called. Mm-hmm. I've never actually called him Jake, except every now and then, just like, "Hey, Jake." So that's kind of funny. Um, and then same thing so when someone Isaac was born, we had a few other names like shortlisted, and then it ended up, you know, being it ended up being Isaac because we liked the way it sounded with Jacob, and he just looks like an Isaac. Um, the funny thing about Jacob was we totally inadvertently chose the most popular name of 1997. It was the first year it went to the top of the list. Okay. And then it was the most popular name for like a decade.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I know lots that are younger than you or Jacob. Yes. Yeah.
1: Maybe long. I mean, maybe longer. It may still be on the list. It may still be at the top of the list. I don't think it is anymore, but for long, it really held that number one spot. And I would never have, um, chosen like no knowingly chosen the most popular name, but it was totally, I had no idea. I didn't choose it. I didn't know anyone else named Jacob.
0: Did that play out? That's exactly how my parents talk about naming me, by the way, which Sarah is the number one name for the year I was born. Number one, top of the list. But my mom, that's how my mom describes it too. Like they just thought it was a beautiful name. They'd never met or heard of anybody. Has that played out in your, because names are so regional as we know, has that played out in your town? Like does he actually have a lot of Jacobs in his peer group or is it more like census data that isn't necessarily particular to his experience?
1: Um, He's there's always been another at least one other Jacob, okay, or two. But I wouldn't say it's been a th- problem. Like I wouldn't say he's one of those kids. It's like Jacob D and Jacob yeah. G and Jacob X. I mean, like no, it's not. It's not been like that. He's never had another Jacob in his group of friends. It's just not really been a thing, which is yeah. so funny. But there's so many names in the world, right? So he goes yeah. to a school with maybe you know what if he, he may have three or four hundred kids in his class, in his grade, right? But even if 10 of them are Jacobs, which is very unlikely. He's, you know, not going to run across those kids all that often in that many different circumstances. Right. So yeah, it just, it was never a thing. And I don't know if that's because regionally, um, we should find that regional graphic, that video graphic.
0: Oh yeah. That I shows have a few resources here in my pocket that I'm okay, going to talk about. And link awesome. to. Or I'll
1: let you talk about that. Cause that thing <laughs> is so cool. Um, I love that. And, and it is funny to see how pockets of the country didn't get on board with certain names. So anyway, I interrupted myself. Um, William, again, I think Jacob had a little buddy named William. I'd always thought that name was really cute. It kind of ticked all the boxes Mm -hmm. because it was classic and just kind of very boyish to me. And then Owen was the one where we went a little more, I guess, I mean, it's still a very classic name, but it's just a little more outside the box, I guess, Mm -hmm. for boys. Less biblical, maybe. It's not
0: biblical at all, is it? No, it's
1: not. And neither really is. I don't think William is either. I think I was actually thinking like – Shakespearean. Yeah. I don't think there's any Royal. Williams. There's no, there's no Williams I know in the Bible, but I'm, if anyone, you know, is, any Bible scholars out there are thinking there's like the book of William, <laughs> you yeah. let me know. Think um, right. uh, but Owen was just this name I just thought was so sweet. It mm-hmm. just sounded like a sweet, like a sturdy, like good guy with a sweetness. And that is actually exactly who Owen is. He couldn't yeah. be more Owen-y if he tried.
0: That's a really
1: sweet name. So it was, so for the boys, I felt like there were fewer names to choose from for me, but like picking the name was easy for Clara. I, I mean, I spent hours researching hours because when I was pregnant with Jacob, I assumed if I had a girl, she would be like a Sophie or an Isabel or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time I was yeah. pregnant with Clara, those names had blown up. Yeah. So, um, Violet was on my list. John didn't love Violet. Sorry. Okay. I liked the name Nelly. Like, I liked things that were classic sounding, but uh-huh. not super popular. And I think what yeah. I actually did was I went to a 1920 census.
0: Okay. And I so- ended
1: up eliminating, like, the top 10 names because they were all ones that were, you know, all over the place. Like, they were right. everywhere you went. There was um, a baby with that name. And I considered Isla. Mm-hmm, I that was that. when that actress was getting big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think we just settled on Clara because it sounded like... Again, it's like so old fashioned and sweet yeah. and kind of grandma like. Yeah. It's kind of funny because, you know, my Clara's got the cousin Ruby. Uh-huh. And um uh, my niece Cecily was like, So now you're gonna name your daughter Clara and it's gonna be like they're just old grandmas together. Yeah.
0: It's like But yeah. that's how that's what happens with with names anyway. Now there's Mabel's and Yeah. You know, there's Mabel not- was He's another one. And- I liked yeah.
1: Mabel a lot. That was another one and um oh there was There was one... Millie was another one that I thought about. It would have been short for Amelia. And I don't remember why I didn't go with Amelia. That was one of the ones that was topping the list. But Clara, she just looked like a Clara. And now she is Clara. And there's really no... She couldn't be more Clara if she tried. So what about you?
0: In all that, well, uh, just a quick question. In all of this, um, were you and John pretty aligned? Was he, Brian was a big vetoer. I would like come up with all the names. So I liked the research and I could come up with lists and he, he would just be like. Don't get me started on vetoing.
1: John was the worst. I would say a name, he'd go, nope. And I would say, well, do you have anything to contribute? Nope. I'd be like, okay. So I did all the work. Yep. Yeah. And then get all Mm. the rejection.
0: Yep. No, that was, us. that was totally us too. Um, but I think that's a very common thing by the way. I really liked the research part. Mm -hmm. Um, so that part was kind of fun. Actually, Allegra was okay. So Allegra is also an allergy medication as everyone in the world knows, but that's a little bit of an interesting story. Allegra is also a really old name. It's an Italian name. It means happy. It has all of these, like it checked all these boxes. It's It's, musical,
1: right? I mean, it's what? It's musical. Isn't it? Look- yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. In
0: in music, Allegro would mean like lively or upbeat, but it's mm-hmm. also just the word means happy or lively. So yeah. the musical term comes from the word, if that makes sense, in Italian. Right. Um, and, and it was kind of in line with a lot of like Olivia, Amelia, a lot of other, like it sounds similar to names that were really trendy at the time, but it was totally not like nobody ever, you know, has that name in her right. peer group. Um, But Brian totally vetoed. And the whole thing with the Allegra allergy medication was it had been really, really big commercials on TV. Do you remember? Like, ah, Allegra, Allegra. yes. And then what happened was that was when it was prescription. And we lived in, you know, in our pre-married years, we lived in Chicago together. We were actually living in Arizona by the time I was pregnant. But that's when and I had kind of started to poke around and I was like, you know, I don't think I've seen those commercials on anymore And I discovered that it had, that like, they rarely aired those commercials anymore. You didn't see it in magazines. And so I kind of, it was a consideration because you don't want to name your kid Chevrolet or something that's like so associated with a brand. But I said, Brian, I think we're kind of safe. Like, I think it's not, it's still around, but it's not being advertised. And I never,
1: I've never made that link by the way.
0: Oh really? Yeah, Yeah, never. People do, do, but it's okay. Okay. So um, what happened was it had gone from a prescription medication to a over-the-counter. And so about a year after she was born, the advertising was everywhere again. It was like big. I have pictures of her standing oh, next gosh. to like a full-sized Allegra, like end That's display so in funny. a grocery store. So, but by that time she was there and we didn't care. So well, I mean, if,
1: if you'd named her Claritin, I would have thought that was <laughs> odd. <laughs> Clara Tin. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I just I I just know Allegra means so many other things. Like that wouldn't yeah. be the first or even tenth thing I would think of.
0: So. There's also a famous ballerina from like the sixties and seventies that only ballet people would know about her name's Allegra Kent. So there's other there's other like references. Brian Side is Italian, we like that. So there's like a whole bunch of reasons we liked it. But the allergy medication was a consideration. Um So that one was fun. I think like with going back to the whole discussing and vetoing and getting aligned with your spouse, um, Brian just, he did say no to several names. And if I really liked the name, I would just kind of keep putting it in front of him and he would like warm up to it after a while. He just needed to just needed to kind of, I don't know, like have prolonged exposure. So that's what happened with Allegra. He wasn't like totally on board at first.
1: The deal is not available on their regular website. Go to h i y a h e a l t h dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults.
0: Um, I think Violet was the easiest one um, that that we both just liked right away. Um, and middle names were—I don't know if it was for you, but middle names were always a big part of the conversation for us. Yeah, so like the first middle combination. Reed's middle name is Michael, which was Brian's dad. And we kind of knew that we would have Michael as a middle name. So we tried everything on with that. Um, And Violet's middle name is Jane, which is my middle name, which is a family name. So I I feel like the combination was kind of part of the the conversation too. Yeah. um, But a couple, I do want to mention a couple baby naming resources, which have gotten infinitely better since you and I have had babies, but a couple of them are the same. And one is the baby name wizard, which is a book and a website. And that's one of the ones that at least in my memory was using census data and all kinds of really cool ways to um present statistics and data with regard to baby names because when you in the old days when you got a book it was just an alphabetical list you yeah didn't that
1: didn't ever help me at all
0: <laughs> yeah you didn't have the names in context so right. i could be wrong about whether baby name wizard is the first but they had a, an actual book and in their book, things were grouped by theme. So if you liked, like, just like you were talking about, if you liked the Sophia's and Olivias, but wanted something less common or more, they would group names by type and they'd get really creative and specific, like, you know, Victor, it would be called like Victorian ladies or something. And then it would <laughs> be like a bunch of, but all based on their research. And then of course their website is that much more data driven and you can look at the popularity popularity of names over time names that are kind of on the rise i mean i don't know and then the other one yeah. is nameberry so baby the baby name wizard and nameberry i will link to both of those websites um and there's like i don't know i think it just like satisfies the like part of me that likes data and stats yeah. along with babies it's like I could look at this stuff all day. Let me name your babies, people. Let me name your baby. You mentioned <laughs> middle names and I w-
1: I did want to say that like middle names were the one place where we gave a nod to family members. We didn't we didn't um intentionally name any kids after directly after any relatives. Um I don't know I mean it wasn't like I I didn't have a problem with that. I have a John, a brother named John, John's a family name, J O H N and then you know mm-hmm. John is a Jonathan, so J O N, but his dad was a John, and I actually really wanted to have a John, and he was totally against it. So, um, we did end up our kids' middle names are Jacobs is Douglas, that was my dad's middle name. Okay. Um, Isaac's is Christopher, that's John's brother's middle name. Um, Owens is James, that's, uh, uh, that's his uncle's favorite, middle name or his uncle's name. Purple. I, a uh, uh, William was a weird one. It was Connor because I just liked the name Connor and I was kind mm-hmm. of irritated. I'd never named a kid Connor and like, <laughs> it just never. So I just made, it was like, okay, there's Connor. It's kind of random. And Clara's is Marie. Um, like my mom's okay. middle name that she went by. So yeah, it was nice. It was a nice way to kind of give a nod without having feeling pressure to like use that name. Yeah. The other,
0: my other favorite thing with middle names, especially boy middle names, because I also like kind of biblical classic boy names is it's a great way to have a name that you don't want shortened. So Brian's dad was Michael. I love the full name, Michael. I'm not totally crazy about Mike or Mikey, but as a, as a middle name, you get to kind of preserve the full The full thing, Daniel, James, or William, like any of those where when you see it all written out and you say it, you're not going to nickname the middle name. So if there's ever a concern about, well, I love the name Daniel, but I don't love Dan or Danny or whatever. And sometimes you do like the nicknames and that's why you go with them. But, um, I, I love the name Michael as a, you know, the full thing. So, Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so did you guys tell people your baby's names before they were born, or did you keep
1: no? I think we did not. Maybe we did in like one case and then regretted it, so we never did again. I yeah. think we might have with. I think we might have told told people Jacob just what was on our short list, mm-hmm. and immediately we're like, why did we do that? <laughs> because everyone right. has an opinion, and they're right. not going to tell you their opinion if you've already named the baby that you know. Right. Um, I did discuss names with like really trusted people that I knew would be on like like Jenna, and I discussed Mm -hmm. baby names because I knew she would like all of my ideas. So it's not like she was going to, you know, go, oh, Clara. And then I'd feel funny naming my kid Clara. Um, We kind of like the same kinds of names. So I knew she'd be on board, but I did not go around telling everybody. How about you?
0: Yeah, no, we kept it really tightly locked, even from close family members. I think I I got a little lax about that with Violet. I think I was just tired. <laughs> <I> <laughs> like, just whatever, I don't it. even care. <laughs> like, just kind of like... But even then, it was at the very, very end, we'd kind of just let it, let it slip. But no, we always had fun keeping that secret. Um, so it was sort of like when you know the the date, or not the date, although I did, I had scheduled C-sections. I knew the baby's birthday. I knew what gender they were going to be. You know, there's so, there's a lot fewer yeah. surprises. So we just, we like, we had fun. Keeping and
1: you it. had your names all completely locked down ahead of time.
0: We did quite a bit ahead of time. Yeah. Um, I didn't with any of them. I so always you, had, a, I always had an alternate. Do you have any names that you wish not that you wish any of your kids were named, but like if you could use one more name, I have a few, like I have a, a few names that I just love that I'm, I'm never going to name a baby, but I want somebody to.
1: I would still like, I really still like Nellie a whole lot. I think it's adorable. Um, if you don't think about Nellie Olson <laughs>
0: yeah. um,
1: or Nellie, the country grammar, uh, I don't know that one. Hip hop. It's a rap- Nelly the rap. Nellie, the rapper. That Nelly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, if you want to go and take a ride with me, yeah. that guy. So, <laughs> um, I'm sure I have others, you know, there's times I look at Clara and I'm like, oh, she would be, she would actually have made a very, like a, like a violety violet to me, even though Mm -hmm. she's totally different than your violet. It was kind of like her coloring and everything is always what Mm -hmm. I sort of imagined a violet to be. Um, and so that one, although then we'd have, we'd each have a violet and that would be confusing. So see, it was faded. It was faded. (laughs) I still like all the names I didn't pick. So yeah, Yeah. if I could have like 20 more kids, I'm sure I'd have a Caleb. I'm sure of it. I'm sure I would have um, a few different girl names. I think I kind of used up most of the boy names I felt pretty, you know, pretty yeah, attached to. Yeah, if you had
0: enough boys. Well, Eliza is – Violet would have been Eliza Jane if she wasn't Violet Jane. And I still love the name Eliza. And Jane
1: is a great middle name, too. So that's something that I, I – I, that was one of my maybes on there as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Now, I will also tell you that I had – two of my kids did not have names for at least 24 hours. In fact, William, if I recall correctly, did not have a name for three days. Okay. He there was baby. And Clara was baby. For Clara, we slept on it. Yeah. And it was in the morning that we decided. We're like, okay, we got her name. Um, because she wasn't born in the hospital, there was a lot less pressure. Right. The midwives were kind of like, just let us know when you know, and we'll do the birth certificate then. Yeah, no <laughs> So. One was no, and there. William, I just couldn't commit. It was like, I knew what I wanted his name to be, but I wanted to just like sit with him for a while before I
0: decided. Right. So. Right. Turns yeah, out baby works totally, pretty well. Ours were totally locked in. I think I just needed the certainty. but Yeah. Yeah, that may affect them. Well, it turns
1: out if anyone's in that position, the name baby works perfectly well for a while. You really, everyone knows who you're talking about when you say baby. (laughs) It's not like you say, hey, will you bring me the baby? And people are like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, everyone gets it. Yeah. Can I just say too, I see a lot of headlines on like popular baby parent blogs now that talk about the names people regret giving their kids or like the worst name the name like the worst names of 2015 or the names that parents most regret giving their kids. Like is that really necessary? I feel like first of all, who's gonna really say, I really regret, using that name. Or then if you're planning to name a baby, if you're pregnant, why do you even need to know? I don't know. I just feel like that's negative. It's wait, wait, necessary. wait. So people,
1: I'm sorry. I haven't seen this. Yeah, <laughs> you must be running in different circles. Shared,
0: like There's one recently that is like the 15 names parents most regret giving their kids. Oh, and it's either why? because it got too popular or maybe like someone famous like, yeah, gave it soiled a bad it. reputation.
1: That's so know. funny. Be, I mean, yeah, like I would never have picked Jacob. Ha- prob- well, you know what? Actually, take that back. I might have still used it. Maybe I wouldn't have cared. Right. Um, do I regret that? That's his name. No, I mean that's silly. Yeah, that's what I
0: feel. Like. <laughs> he's he's feel
1: like he's my Jacob. He's not any other but any other right. person's Jacob. I still like the name. You know, I mean, I maybe okay. The only thing, the only one I can think of that I would maybe regret is if I'd been part of some kind of crazy religious cult, and <laughs> I picked a name based on like you know, like, like, like named him after an alien or something, because I thought maybe he was going to get taken up in a ship. I don't know. I'm just coming like spitballing here. I'm trying to think of a a way that I could regret a name. That would be about it. Like if I was under the influence of a cult situation. Yes. (laughs) Or if I was on like heavy, heavy psychedelic drugs or under the influence of a cult leader in those cases, maybe, but otherwise, no.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And I feel like publishing articles with names that people wish they hadn't named their kids. That's terrible. just feels not very nice. It's not nice
1: at all. The children. (laughs) You know, even if I'd named like one of my kids like Nebuchadnezzar or something, there's still you can work with that. Yeah. Ned. Or I don't know. There's something you can work with that. So.
0: Um, well, the last topic we kind of saved for the fun stuff was, I'm just going to call it like nesting and nursery planning and like any other like fun ways of preparing for baby. Or we can also extend this to like, um, ways that you've helped friends and sisters and sisters-in-law, you know, prepare for baby. So whether it's shower, you know, baby showers or just, just like getting the room set up or anything in that genre. So I don't know. Any, any ideas? I, as I think we've discussed before, we were, every time
1: we were pregnant, there was always a situation where like, we were going to be moving into a larger space, but not until the baby had been around for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. So I don't actually remember ever having a true nursery, except maybe with Isaac. And that was going to be shared with Jacob. We were in a two bedroom Mm -hmm. place then. Uh, but I did decorate it. Um mm-hmm. I mean, Jacob, we were in a one bedroom apartment till he was two months old. Then we moved into mm-hmm. a bigger place. So right. it's kind of funny. Like I would always wait a little bit and and no. We always had like little nooks because we were co-sleepers and we after the first baby, we kind of figured out that was gonna be the deal. So yeah. we would always have like a little setup area in our bedroom, which was fun. Like even if you have not very much room to work with, you know, there's something really fun about just picking out a changing table or putting together the yeah. old changing table and, and picking out maybe like new linens for the bassinet or whatever it is and, and that kind of stuff. And I remember having like all the little rows of onesies folded up on this little, I don't know, it was like yeah. a changing table that has the drawers and all that stuff. And it was yeah. pretty enjoyable. And I didn't have to paint or put up wallpaper, which was also nice. Yeah, <laughs> but, no,
0: but it's, just, you- yeah, it, it's just comforting, I think. To do Yeah, that. I think um, we did have enough room for a baby room in both the with both of the first two the third time I think I've talked about it on this show we put Violet in a walking an extra walk-in closet and we really did like decorate a closet and put her in there in a pack and play for a few months because um, I wasn't ready to have the big kids share a room quite yet but I think every time what's funny about the way I approached it is I would spend way too much time and energy on certain things and yet completely neglect other functional parts of getting ready for baby like I didn't because I had scheduled c-sections I never packed a hospital bag. And toward the end, especially like I really should have because I technically Mm could have, my water could have broken. I could have gone into labor. I was never ready in that regard. I remember realizing with Violet that she was a winter, going to be a winter baby in Arizona and I'd never had a winter baby. And I didn't own any socks, like no socks, not a single. And I was just kind (laughs) of like, I kind of felt like I was ready. And then I'd like line up all the hangers and hang up all the things, but like be completely behind or devoid of other preparation. So I just think it's funny the way that nesting and well and
1: work. sometimes the stuff you want to net like I remember having with the two babies that I cloth diapered, I remember having enormous stacks <laughs> of cloth diapers that were like lovingly washed and folded because there was something really like you said, comforting about that. Yeah. And then like not having like baby nail clippers. Yeah. Which is it turns out it's not a huge deal. You can always send someone to the store. Right. Twenty four hour Walgreens. <laughs> For a pair of baby nail clippers, but it just, yeah, you're right. It was like the stuff that was, was always the warm cuddly stuff yeah. that I really wanted to invest my time in. And I kind of yeah. forgot about stuff that, and with every baby, it's not like I didn't know better. Right. It's not like I didn't have a million checklists at my disposal too, but I just, that's not what I focused on. It's okay. I'm- there's always a 24 hour store unless you live in the middle of nowhere. Um, almost anything you need can be gotten.
0: Yeah. And now there's like Amazon drones. Yeah. You can probably just, have socks dropped at your house in two hours. <laughs> I always wish that the nesting instinct had made me want to clean, but I was never one of those people. You know what it did is made me want to shop. I got, I'm not a shopper and I'm not like a big buyer and consumer of things. In fact, I love hand-me-downs. I love... I got a huge like rush out of reusing, you know, stuff from my previous kid, but right toward the end when you can't move very fast and you don't want to go anywhere, I would always get a burst of like it was nesting, but it was basically online shopping nesting. Like just filling my diapers.com or Amazon cart of like things that I was paranoid I was going to forget. And it was that sort of like frenetic energy, only it was going into buying stuff and not cleaning. And I always kind right. of felt like I needed to apologize to my husband, like, sorry, <laughs> I'm not scrubbing, you know, because like, that's the cliche is like, scrubbing the baseboards with a toothbrush or something never kicked in. I never cleaned in the end, at the end. <laughs> I well, I mean, who wants to get down on their hands and knees
1: and scrub but stuff? But some
0: people do. Some people I know, do I know, I know. I've organizing that. binges. That was for me, moderate. it was like
1: folding and yeah, moving things around.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember one time I washed all the slip covers on the couch. for no, That was like the closest I got to like a cleaning that I just decided they were so gross and they wore those washable slip covers. So yeah. at like nine months pregnant, I'm like in a wrestling match with giant. Trying to get them on and off. Oh, those yeah. are the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, this is not a good idea. And yet I didn't have a hospital bag packed at all. But right. I decided that washing upholstery was necessary. But isn't
1: it again? Isn't it funny how much like stock we put in something like packing a bag when yeah. we people have a pack like a month in advance. Right. Most people's labors right. give you some some time. Yeah. yeah. Um. I know that's not always the case, and I'm not advocating being unprepared. But it's just funny that that's one of those things that we focus on, like you, like a must do, as if you couldn't throw some stuff in a bag or again go home and get stuff later then you're going to be hanging around the hospital for days so it's not like you know you're not going to have a chance to get those things it's just I think it's funny and I did it too so even though I didn't even I went to a birth center not a hospital with two of them and I think even with the home births I had some kind of basket or something yeah with all my stuff in it so true
0: well, this has been really fun. Um, I a couple of times in this conversation, I've had a little déjà vu. I think we ha- may have touched on some of these topics in episode 38, which was all about our births and childbirths and kind of pregnancy symptoms. So definitely check out that one if you are pregnant or want more on pregnancy. We talked about our making our healthcare decisions during pregnancy and our very different birth stories. So that's a fun, very fun complement to this one. And um, yeah. So this has been, this has been fun. Um, definitely go check out mommy nearest our sponsor for the month of November. Find them in the app store. Um, at, just look for the mommy nearest app or head to mommy and you can look up the closest city to you or just sign up to receive their, regular emails, which have all kinds of good stuff in them. So definitely do that. And then let us know when you do, because we want to hear what you think too. Absolutely. And pregnant people, people who've been pregnant more recently than we are, let us know what, how you named your baby. And if you did a gender reveal and all that, it's so fun to compare notes. So you can email us hello at themomhour.com or just head to themomhour.com and leave a comment on the show notes for episode 74. Sounds great. Awesome. Thanks everybody. See you next week. keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data.
1: Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to Erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, -K E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I started a substack last spring just kind of as an experiment and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening
0: in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general.
1: You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom or listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and
0: that's Megan with two A's. M-E-A-G-A-N-Francis.substack.com.